As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. If you're ready to take your game to the next level, who better to lead the way than our own Luke Bogacki? Check out This Is Bracket Racing Elite today. In addition, today's podcast is presented by Racing RVs. Based near Dayton, Ohio, Racing RVs is your source for quality new or used trucks, motorhomes, and trailers. Whether you're buying, selling, or trading, make Racing RVs your first call. Welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. Introducing your hosts, the multi-time world champion, Cool Hand Luke Bogacki, and the golden voice of drag racing, Big Jed, Jared Pennington. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's Cool Hand Luke Bogacki. Thank you for finding us wherever you find your podcast and allowing us to be a small part of your day. The Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast will be a weekly review of what's happening or what has happened in sportsman racing. Luke and I will be talking about all of the hottest topics, drivers, and events in racing today. What's going on, Luke? Man, just uh, catching up a little bit. We uh, we made our little voyage to Chicago last week. My little man loved the train. Uh, awesome. We saw a lot of cool fish at a big aquarium. We watched Cars 3, which we didn't have to go to Chicago for, but we weren't going to miss that. And, uh, <laughs> and we ate a lot. We ate way too much. But it was good. It was fun. So, it sounds like a great time. Yeah. What's new with you? Oh, same old, same old with me. Uh, just actually getting ready for some kickball. I uh, got a uh, kickball doubleheader tonight. So. I'm glad you brought this up because I know we've, you especially, have kind of juggled your schedule around today to make sure that we get the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast in in time <laughs> to go make kickball. So I was I was hoping you'd shed a little light. Tell me about your kickball league. Well, I just play an adult uh, co-ed kickball league where it's uh, it's not your eighth grade kickball. It's fast pitch, spinning the ball, oh. you know, trying to kick it. It's about twice the size of the kickball you remember in school. 
it doesn't travel very far. It's very difficult to kick into play and get it where somebody doesn't catch it. And, you know, if I was just any other player, I would just not worry too much about this evening, but I'm the pitcher. And my team is the two-time defending league champion, so they've come dependent on my pitching skills. Now, I'm the Greg Maddox of adult kickball. I'm, okay, you're I'm not, not the overpowering guy, anybody. Not the guy that's going to roll it so fast you can't tell where it's going. But you but are I will. the corners. It's all about the season. <laughs> I will paint the corners on you and uh, put a little spin in there, so... Uh, it's, a, it's a really good time. It's just something to stay active, and I'm um, looking forward to it here in just a little while. I like it. On uh, Wednesdays, the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast hits. Coming soon, Thursday afternoon, Alabama Kickball Podcast with Jeff. <laughs> uh, we, need to, we need to get the lowdown on this stuff. <laughs> well, I would uh, I would love to chat, chat some more about it, but one thing I won't be able to do is give you the names of the teams because for some reason it's it gets a little more vulgar than, than you'd like it to be. So a lot of things rhyme with the word kick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a good time, yes? It, it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, as usual, we got a big show. A couple of things that we're struggling with on the Sports from Drag, Drag Racing podcast, and this is an issue that we've struggled with since day one, and that is the overall length of the show. Like, what are we looking for here? And if those of you that listen every week will notice, as of late, it's gotten away from us a little bit. We've gone real long, particularly the last couple of weeks, and we're we're trying to get that back under control. If we're going the wrong direction, if you want to listen to us for three hours, we probably won't accommodate that, but let us know. <laughs> we're going to do our best to keep this around the hour mark, possibly a little bit shorter than that. But like I say, if if you want more, let us know. And the easiest way for us to try to cut some time out and not lose the content that we think is really critical to the sport going forward and the stuff that we really want to talk about. We've been looking at this and we're going to try to cut down our results segment, at least somewhat, which is a little bit of a double-edged sword. Obviously, anybody that wins a big bracket race or a national event or division race, like it is our thought that you deserve some recognition for that. And we would love to be able to do that here on the podcast, but at the same time, just reading through so-and-so beat so-and-so and so-and-so beat so-and-so, like, I don't know that there's really much value to that. And with the number of races going on this time of year, we just felt like we were dedicating way too much time to it. So starting this episode, we're just going to try to kind of hit the high points, talk about some of the things that really caught our attention throughout each racing weekend and just kind of go from there without specifically kind of going down the, the rundown of every individual event result. Again, looking for your feedback on this. If this is something that's important to you, let us know. But again, just trying to condense things a little bit and still hit on the major topics and the things that we want to talk about and we hope that you're wanting to hear. Yeah, well said, Luke. It's, uh, it's difficult to somebody getting slighted when you try to to do it either way but uh definitely want to it's hard to say who won without commenting of some kind and we want to get everybody recognition but it, it's just gotten to the point with the amount of races out there it's it's not possible absolutely last weekend as all of you know was father's day weekend and that brought some i guess every year traditionally brings some special moments but this year really seemed to, I don't know, stand out to me, at least trying to keep up with uh, what racing I did over the weekend. I know that this is a sportsman drag racing podcast, but I don't know how you can talk about racing today 
and not at least mention the feel-good moment of, I think, the season so far. Yes. <laughs> with with Clay Milliken getting the top fuel win yesterday at Bristol. I don't know. I, 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 get, I get the feeling most of us kind of root for Clay. Like, he's he's one of us. You know, he came from sportsman roots. Yeah. For those of you that don't know Clay Milliken, like, there's nothing that I can do to help Clay in his career. Like, the, he's got no benefit from hanging out with me. Like every national event that I go to, Clay stops by and says, Hey man, what's up? And we talk for a little while. It's like he makes time for everyone at the racetrack. It's amazing. Yeah. And like I say, he kind of came from Sportsman Roots. I've always kept up with him. always been a huge fan of his. And then to, to get his first top fuel win in NHRA, obviously had a ton of success in NHRA, super special, huge moment for him. But man, to do it on Father's Day, most of you know, Clay's son Dalton passed away within the last year. Like that's a moment that you just you can't script, and the emotion came through. I'm sure most of you seen the interview by now. Like, what a special moment! Just so happy for Clay, and and cool to see that. I saw some people say some things along these lines, but like those moments, it's not so much the the four seconds of the race, like that ten minutes interview afterwards. Like that's the reason I love racing. Yeah, that was really awesome to see, Luke, just like you said. And and Clay is one of us, a sportsman racer at heart. And he even showed up last year at the Summer Door Car Shootout, I remember, or the Elite 150, one of the two, I but I think it was. The was Door Car Race, yeah. He, yeah. You know, he stopped and by, you did. did a little interview in the tower. He's got, yeah. his team is based out of, not too far from here in uh, Illinois, I believe McLeansboro is the name of the town. But uh, a couple of his crew members are local racers out here. And we're competing in the Summer Door Car Shootouts. He really came out to check on them, and then I stole him for a PR stunt. But uh, it, <laughs> it worked. Just, yeah, he's always got time for it, man. He's just a good dude. That was awesome to see. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, seeing Aaron Stanfield and Greg, uh, you know, Aaron got the win, and, and Greg got to the final of Superstock. That was uh, that was almost an extra special moment. I'm sure still special in his own right, but it was almost extra special. With, the, with both of those guys possibly getting the win. Yeah, big day for those guys. And we, I think this was a couple episodes now, we, we talked about the Warner Brothers running in the final of um, Superstock at, uh, was that Epping? Yep. I think that was Epping. And, and we kind of talked about special moments between brothers. We talked about Scotty and Edmund. We talked about uh, Jody and Toby Lang. Uh, and we challenged you guys, let us know like if brothers had ever run in the final or won the same event that we weren't thinking of. But let's expand that a little bit to father-son, husband-wife. Like I know Peter and Emily both won at, at the national event at Bristol several years ago. Emily won Supergas. I think the only time she's ever won Supergas. Uh, Peter so. won Superstock. That's a neat atmosphere. So I think we're going to put some posts up on, on uh, f- the Facebook page this week. But any other cool stories like that at major events uh, regarding family members, we want to touch on that and kind of recap that because those are obviously when you hoist the Wally or the big check at the end of the day, that's a special day. But when you can share that with someone that you love, you yeah, know, that's off the charts special. So we want to talk about that. And then another thing, just Father's Day, I know like everybody that wins on Father's Day, they dedicate it to the dad or dedicate it to their son. You know, I mean, that's commonplace. But one that really stood out to me was here local, the, the No Box Nationals. The main event winner, the $10,000 race winner was Eric Paul. And Eric's, uh, I guess, somewhat local to me, racers from Indiana. Awesome bottom ball racer, has been for a lot of years. But the car that he won in is his dad's car. For all of my life, whenever I remember seeing Eric at the racetrack, his dad was with him. And his dad passed away not too long ago, I'd say within the last couple of years. 
anyone on Father's Day or the day before Father's Day, I guess, in that car. Basically, like I read his Facebook post, I mean, the, the, the big day of the No Box Nationals is his U.S. Nationals, his million dollar race, you, you name it, the, the pinnacle of the sport, the, the, yeah. the U.S. Open, the Super Bowl, whatever the case may be. And the way that he worded that so eloquently, like it just, uh, it really struck a chord with me. So I wanted to mention that and say, and kudos to Eric and obviously a, a special day for him. Yeah, definitely. Congrats to Eric. Uh, the No Box Nationals uh, is the premier event for those No Box guys. And um, that's uh, that's an extra special win on Father's Day in a, a beautiful Mopar that he completely redone that, that was his father's car. So uh, great job by Eric and congrats to him on a, a special day at the racetrack. We're going to roll out a new segment. We're going to call this the Who's Hot? segment again this is our way of kind of condensing results a little bit we want to touch on one performance that really stood out to us from the previous week by the way as a shameless promotion we are looking for a uh, presenting sponsor of the who's hot segment on the sportsman drag racing podcast so if you're a uh, racing related company would like to present who's hot let us know um but uh, yeah. for this week the inaugural i guess uh, the first who's hot where else could we turn and it was actually a weekend of a lot of, um, I don't know, I guess, dominating, for lack of a better word, performances. Like, there was a lot of double-ups. There was. Runs at double-ups throughout the weekend. But I think the one we got to go to happened at the Hill, Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to give our who's hot this week to Chad Axford. Yeah, it was a heck of a performance by Chad at the the prepay 10Ks. It was uh, three 10K to win races at Music City in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, Chad being a guy that's that's come from out west out here to it get to enjoy some opportunities to to race like that, which we have quite a, a lot of. And uh, Chad made it pay off big time. He got uh, the 10K win in Friday's 10K, and then they had two 10Ks on Saturday. I guess some weather rolling in Sunday forced that, and the final. Uh, 10k of the uh, of the weekend of Saturday he ran himself in the final so that's a uh, that's pretty special not only got the double up but also a runner up in one of the races that he won so heck of an outing there by Chad Axford yeah you can't beat that when we were talking about the who's hot segment I thought Josh Baker would be a shoe in uh, Josh won two 10 granders at Clay City at the, uh, at the triple tens event that's a pretty good weekend Yes. Uh, he was one final round short of Chad Axford. So <laughs> um, kudos to Josh. But man, Chad, what a what an impressive display. And like I said, it was a it was a, a double up kind of weekend or at least had that feel to it at Bristol at the NHRA national event. Jacob Elrod ended up not taking home a Wally. But the former national champion was in the final round of Super Gas, where he uh, fell to Steve Furr. Also advanced to the semifinal in Super Comp, so had Double Up Dreams uh, alive late into the day on Sunday. Here at the No Box Nationals at, at my home track, I-57 Drag Strip, saw a couple of guys make a pair of finals. Uh, Slick Rick, uh, who's who I mentioned in the nickname contest. Uh, Rick Bayer got a win on Thursday night. I think it was a warm-up race, two-grander, if I'm not mistaken. And then also yes. won the last race of the weekend on uh, late Saturday night. Had some weather rolling in, uh, condensed those two races into Saturday, won the five-grander late Saturday. In that race, he defeated Josh Epperson in the final, who was also appearing in his second final round of the weekend. Josh had won the very first race on Thursday, which was, a, an, again, a warm-up race. I think the main prize there was a, a transmission from the guys at BTE. Uh, yep, it but, was. Uh, and 
and Josh. I think 500 on top of that. Right. And uh, so Josh and Rick both in a pair of finals at one of the toughest no-box races around, probably the pinnacle no-box race in the country. Yeah, um, great performance by those guys. And they're both coming to the WFC, so hopefully they stay hot. Yeah, yeah. Were they? I know Rick was probably turning loose on the on the button. Was that person foot breaking up here? Uh, I would assume that he was uh, no boxing as well. I think anytime he can, he does. But. Gotcha. So they're going to showcase a little versatility in Bristol and swap. Feet. Yep. Yep. Like no it. doubt. And then obviously the perennial, like who's hot for 2017. We could probably see <laughs> this every week. John LaBoost Jr., uh, another weekend, another final. Um, wow. Came up short this time, was runner up in Super Comp at Bristol. But I told you, I warned everybody, this was two or three weeks ago, that by the end of the season, his super comp score could eclipse his super gas score, and his super gas score looks monumental. Yes. Um, he made he made some strides in that direction. We'll talk about John later, more later, as we have Kevin McKenna on with us. But uh, again, another final round for him. And did you happen to see the two rounds that he lost? I did not. It was, I think, second round of Super Gas. I don't hold me to the numbers, but he was like 10 take four, lose. And in the oh. final of Super Comp, he was like 12 take three, lose. So, I mean, he just made two awful runs, made awful mistakes when he got beat. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just there for the take in every other round. Oh, my uh, goodness. What an impressive season he's putting together. Jed, we're going to go through the, the second segment of this episode. Like I, I mentioned, we're going to have Kevin McKenna on. Uh, we're going to kind of have a mid-season review of the NHRA sportsman ranks and we're going to have our redraft. You know, we've talked <laughs> for the last several months, team Luke, team Jed, um, yeah. back in February, we each picked three drivers in each class as, a, as our teams. And we said at mid-season, we would have a redraft. Kevin's going to kind yeah. of walk us through that and, and help us, uh, help us determine what direction to go going forward. But with the teams as they currently consist, I, I got to admit, man, we, it was a big weekend for team Luke. Oh, Did you see that? I saw it. Absolutely saw it. We had, uh, uh, we had your boy Cooter. Uh, yeah, I, I think Cooter is a part of Team Jed and Superstock. Am I correct? He is. Yes, yeah, sir. He's been having a little bit of run in stock lately. Yes, unfortunately. Well, good for him. <laughs> bad, bad for me. <laughs> Part of Team Luke, uh, Cooter got the win in Stock Eliminator at Bristol. I think he did advance to the quarterfinals in Superstock. He was another one that had uh, double-up hopes going pretty late into the day on Sunday. But that was good for me. And uh, in top sportsman, Jeffrey Barker drove to the runner-up finish in Bristol. So another score for Team Luke. And out in Denver at the Division 5 event, Gary Stinnett. What four-time NHRA world champion Gary Stennett took runner-up honors in Super Comp. That was his first score of the year, and that is uh, that is also another Team Luke member. So way to go, Mr. Stennett. Your drivers are seemingly nasty all the time, but get them at elevation, boy. That's uh, I mean, Bristol is our <laughs> elevation out here. But my goodness, they're really bad. And yeah, I tell you, I know we'll talk about it in a little while, but as I studied the redraft and and who I would try to pick up here and there, your top sportsman lineup doesn't leave you much room to to make any changes yeah good luck with that one boss <laughs> if you do i'm gonna i'm just gonna scoop up your dropout i so got a feeling i'm not gonna wave anybody <laughs> off my top sportsman team oh <laughs> uh, your top sportsman one two and three in the points that's uh, it's pretty stout um <laughs> uh, um every week the uh the all-state race has released a new class uh, this is the third consecutive week. This week we are talking about the stock super stock combo category. And for those of you not familiar with the Allstate race, A, lift up that rock that you're living under. 
We've been talking about the All-State race since December. At the time, it was just something for us to talk about and uh, and create a little bit of commotion, which it did. Britt Cummings and Galen Rollison took our idea and uh, and ran with it a little bit and actually made our discussion into a real-world event. Um, teams from, what, 31 different states and Canadian provinces uh, have been assembled. We'll converge on Memphis, Tennessee the weekend after Labor Day, the weekend after Indy, uh, as part of the Great American $50,000 to win bracket race for the All-State Challenge. And we'll basically settle the score on the racetrack, determine not only uh, what driver is the best of the best in these, what, seven respective categories, but also what state comes out on top with the most wind lights uh, in that event. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've talked about the um, dragster bracket team. We've talked about the um, top bulb door car representatives from each state. Today, again, stock, super stock. Jed, why don't you tell us who will be represented in Memphis? All right. For my Alabama Slammers, we've got Jeff Strickland, defending national champion in stock. Arkansas is Kevin Stubbs. California is Kyle Rizzoli. Florida has yet to name their driver. Georgia has Robbie Shaw. Illinois, your team, Illinois, has Nick Folk. Indiana has Scotty Stillings. Kentucky is Nick Morris. Louisiana is Cooter Hidalgo. Maryland has yet to name their driver. Mississippi has Wes Neely. New Jersey and New York have yet to name their driver. North Carolina. New York is either going to be Dan Fletcher or Peter Biondo, right? Oh, they well, got, yes. They got Dagnolo up there, too, though. Oh, yeah. He's on Man, fire. They can well. feel, yeah. Okay. So, never mind. New York's going to be somebody really good. <clears throat> yeah. Should be. Uh, in North Carolina is Jeff Longany. Uh, Ohio is Michael Beard, our buddy Michael. Oklahoma is Victor Penrod. South Carolina is Kenneth Stott. Tennessee has yet to name their driver. Texas is our buddy A-Dub, Austin Williams. Virginia has the legend, Anthony Bertozzi. Kansas has Troy Ross. Michigan with Brad Zaskowski. Banging gears. Pennsylvania with Alan Sherman, which I think uh, we'll, we'll cover a little bit more about Alan here in a little bit. Uh, Missouri and Iowa have yet to name their driver. Nebraska is Craig Maddox. No driver named yet for Colorado. Ontario is Chuck Nagy. Minnesota is Scott Dugdale. South Dakota has yet to name a driver. And Wisconsin is Joe Covert. Okay, we do this every week. Long list of uh, impressive drivers there. It is. We've done this each week so far. We've gone through that list and said, okay, well, who's the most accomplished name on that list? In this instance, with all due respect to some of the names on this list, some of the Scotty Stillings, the Nick Folks, the Jeff Stricklands, this is a no-brainer. Like, 17 world championships can't be wrong, right? The most accomplished name on this list is Anthony Bertosi. As usual, what a list. What we've done yeah. each of the last two weeks, for those of you that have been listening, we kind of went through the list and broke it down, like, who's the most accomplished driver on that list? Who's the hottest right now? And then we just kind of gave our gut feel picks. With this specific list, man, with all due respect to all of the great racers on here and guys like Scotty Stillings and Nick Folk and Jeff Strickland, all of whom are multi-time world champions, 
the most accomplished racer on this list is Anthony Bertozzi. Like it's not close. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> 17 world championships can't be wrong, right? No, they cannot. Uh, who is the hottest driver right now on that list? Well, uh, that would seemingly be Cooter. Yeah, uh, I'd have a hard time arguing with that, specifically within the context of stock and super stock. Like, Nick Folks won a lot lately. Um, Beard is always a threat. Austin Williams has won a lot lately. But more like Austin yeah. and Nick's success has come mainly in super comp. A lot of Beard's success has been in foot brake bracket races. Like, if we're just talking about a stock super stock competition, I got to agree. I think the guy making the biggest noise lately is Cooter. Yeah, I think so, for sure. All right, so who so, you got? I mean, you got you to pick one out and put you on the spot. Well, I, just, I feel like the good, solid pick, again, excluding my team, Alabama Slammers, I, obviously I'm pulling for Jeff Strickland, but a good, solid pick here is Bertozzi. But I, I tell you, a guy just makes great runs, Luke, and – he may be under underestimated a little bit. Here is going to be Michael Beard. Um, guy makes really good runs. He doesn't overdrive it, and he usually is on top of whatever changes in the weather and this and that. So um, I, I like Michael. Yeah, in a man, I could go a lot of different ways with this. In a in a contest like this, where everybody you run is going to be a stud. Like I, I like to lean toward. The really aggressive racers because i feel like you're gonna have to be double five times in a row to win this race when i think aggressive i think anthony bertozzi when i think aggressive i think nick folk those are two that kind of jump out at me and man there's so many good racers on this list i could easily say nick morris i could go with my boys askowski uh who is part of my team luke even though he hasn't had a great year to date he's due uh yeah troy ross out of kansas rizzoli out of california but uh, i don't call me crazy like i I'm going to go back in time here a little bit. I just got a feeling Joe Covert can flat get it done. And if this is bad to say, if he can keep a car under him for five straight rounds, which has been a struggle for a few years mm. now, like, man, that, that dude can do it. I, I watched him at Brainerd several years ago. Like, I think he was holding half a second because he didn't know what the heck the car was going to do. And he was in the final. Uh, and just abusing people and i don't think you could necessarily get away with that in this group but that's a guy that you don't overlook and that's a guy that can do it so i'll go out on a little bit of a limb and say big joe cool that should be a good time watch that play out i can't wait Racing RVs is heavily involved in sportsman drag racing. They headline the NHRA Top Dragster and Top Sportsman Series. They sponsor all of the SFG Promotions events, including the World Series of Bracket Racing, the Super Bowl of Bracket Racing, and the Powerball event. Racing RV sponsors racers including Austin Williams, Disco Dean Carnes, and our own Luke Bogacki. And they present this podcast that you're listening to. In short, Racing RVs is invested in sportsman drag racing. So when the time comes for you to make an investment in your own RV or trailer, we encourage you to support the company that supports sportsman drag racing. That's Racing RVs. They do it all. New coaches, used units, financing, trade-ins, consignments, you name it, they can take care of you. 
visit online at racingrvs.com. In addition to Racing RVs, this week's podcast is presented in part by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. This Is Bracket Racing Elite is an exclusive group of racers with whom I work individually on all facets of drag racing. What do you get as an elite member? Well, for starters, unlimited access to all of the trainings on thisisbracketracing.com, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. In addition, elite members are part of an exclusive community. We share results and give each other feedback on a weekly basis. The community also includes regular trainings from me, live chats in which we discuss topics and questions from the members, and weekly challenges which are typically, but not always, practice tree related to keep our members on point. I personally attribute a lot of my recent success to This Is Bracket Racing Elite, and our members have been killing it on the track as well. To learn more, check out the link on the thisisbracketracing.com homepage, or message me directly. You want to make it in a song to do the Justin Lamb, win a bunch of races and you do it with the fam. You do the Kevin Brandon, lay the smack across the land, then you do the L-Ride and you come out like the world champ. Well, joining us now is a 29-year employee of the NHRA. He is the senior editor of National Dragster, a guy that just knows more about drag racing than I'll ever know. And hopefully the man that's going to help me write the ship and chase Luke down on our NHRA draft. <laughs> Kevin McKenna, great to have you with us today. Thanks. Uh, that was a little overly flattering for an intro, but uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, it's a, you know, I figured I needed to butter you up all I could, Kevin. I'm going to need all the help you're, I can get. Luke's tearing you're, off to, me up. you're off to a good start. <laughs> we appreciate you taking some time to join us really do well, thank you kevin thanks for uh for joining us on the sportsman drag racing podcast as you probably have your finger on the pulse of nhra sportsman racing more than anyone in the country as we near the the halfway point in the 2017 season what are some of the big stories that have stood out to you to this point well if you're looking at sportsman drag racing you got uh, well, one thing that's happening and one that's not happening, and those are probably the two biggest stories. Uh, the one that's happening is the incredible run that John Laboose has been on, where he I won't say he has it wrapped up, but boy, he sure has uh, an incredible points total in Super Gas. He's climbing the ladder in Super Comp. As far as what hasn't happened is I don't think there's anybody here who didn't think Dan Fletcher wouldn't have already gotten his 100th win. <laughs> so those, those are probably the two yeah. big things that uh, you can point to immediately. Yeah, and in the in the obviously it's it's halfway through the season, so not going to count anybody's chickens before they hatch. But in the history of the NHRA Sportsman categories, the there's only been two drivers that have won two World Championships in one year: Scotty Richardson in '94, Jeff Strickland a year ago. Um, that is correct. At the season's midway point, not only does John Laboose look like the leader in the clubhouse to do that certainly the odds on favorite i would say in in both the 890 and 990 category but david rampy is kind of in the same boat in comp and superstock correct agreed you know david is not a guy who's known for chasing points lately you know he prefers to concentrate more on the national events but he's run just enough points meets now i think to uh to really make himself a contender i think he's got four or five overall total wins in comp and you know he's uh one at uh, least I think three events that I can think of is super stock. Yeah, that's a, and you know, David's a guy I think when opportunity knocks, it's worth it certainly to go pursue that. Yeah, for certain. So it'd be interesting to, to follow both of those guys as the season unfolds because as good as 
both of them look now particularly little john like somebody's gonna make a run and make that interesting probably in all four of those categories so it'll just be interesting to watch and see it unfold kevin we prepped you very briefly but we've kind of stuck you in the middle of a little grudge match here (laughs) back in in february jed and i did our, our NHRA sportsman draft, so to speak. And we, uh, mm-hmm. we each picked three drivers in each of the sportsman categories that were our picks to, to end up in the season crowned as the, as the NHRA Lucas Oil World Champions. And the way that this works, like a, a second place finish doesn't do us any good. A top 10 finish doesn't do us any good. We're, we're just trying to, to pick the champions. And wow. when we did that, we said that uh, we would revisit it at midseason. And, uh, and look at the points and take the opportunity to kind of um, waive our, some of our initial draft picks and pick up other drivers. So the way that we'll do this, we'll kind of go through it class by class. We'll, we'll flip a coin. We'll start in Superstock and we'll flip a coin for who gets the first pick. If that's Jed, Jed will have the first opportunity to say, okay, here's my team. I'm going to drop off so-and-so and, and uh, pick up so-and-so else. The only rule is that we're going to go back and forth on these and mm-hmm. we can't pick a driver off of the opposing team, basically. Uh, we'll go gotcha. back and forth until neither of us want to make any more picks and we're content with our team. So with that said, Jed, we'll start in Superstock. Have you, have, I, I didn't come prepared at all. Have you got a coin? I, I do not have a coin. Okay, hold on. I'm not prepared here. either. Oh, Kevin might have one. I've always got a coin and our... Uh... Should I should I be just the referee here? <laughs> Perfect. Well, and unless I need you, just be the referee unless I need you. And then, <laughs> should I have not provided you with my PayPal address before we started all this? <laughs> yes, you should have. <laughs> all right, Jed, call. Right. I'm gonna go with heads. I'm a heads guy, so. All right, heads it is. All right, Jed oh. gets the first pick in Superstock. Jed's team coming in. Superstock team, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., Dan Fletcher, Kyle Rizzoli. What you think? Yeah. Well, I I never dreamed I would say this when I made my first draft, but it doesn't appear he's uh, points chasing. So I'm going to drop Dan Fletcher. How crazy is that? Right, right. That doesn't happen every day, but I I understand where you're coming from. And I believe I'm going to pick up a guy you just talked about. I think I'm going to Alabama here and pick up David Rampey. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. All right, so my team was defending world champion Jimmy DeFrank, Mr. Gearbanger, Brad Zaskowski, Justin Lamb. To this point, I think Jimmy's been to five or six races, hasn't done much good, hasn't had a typical Jimmy DeFrank-type season. Same with Zasko. He's been he's been quiet. Uh, got a few less races under his belt. Could see him making a run. Justin's got a decent score. I'm I'm definitely thinking I'm going to keep Justin on my team. But I'll go ahead and as crazy as this sounds, wave uh, Jimmy DeFrank. Now I did a little bit of homework here. I've got I've draft big board in front of me. <laughs> Kevin, if this was your pick, and you obviously David Rampey's off the table, who do you think could make a run at this thing? Oh, I I think I'm all in with Kevin Helms at this point. In Superstock. In Superstock. He's got a fair enough score. He'd probably have to get hot, but I don't think where he's sitting is horrible. Uh, another guy that I think maybe a little bit of a wild card, but Cody Lane. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a top 10 guy right now with a fair number of races. Yeah, I, th- I think one or two of those guys. You know, I know Michael Volkman is leading, but I don't know if that average is strong enough to, uh, you know, to be there in the end. Right. No, that's what I'm looking at. Like, 
the point per race average, Rampy's definitely the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak. And I tend to look at like the guys that have the biggest opportunity. And I guess this is a silly way to look at it in some ways, because if you've been to eight races and a lot of them are third and fourth round losses, would you rather have that on the uh, go ahead and on the score sheet logged in in the clubhouse, so to speak? Or would you rather have four races with the opportunity? Obviously, those could all be first round losses, but a few of them could be wins. Right. I'm looking at, at, at somebody to actually get in there and knock off Rampy. Like I say, I'm going to drop off to Frank, and I am going to pick up – I'm going to go a little bit deeper here, but I'm going to take Kent Handley. I think Kent can wow. make a run at this. Uh, just three nationals mm. and three divisionals in, sitting at 382. That's a score that I could see Creston 600 if he got hot. So I'll, I'll take Handley there. Wow. Caught me off guard on that one, Luke. Uh-huh. See, I'm digging deep. <laughs> You know, you know, you don't you don't make money doing this uh, playing the favorites. So, I, I would not be critical of that pick at all. Um, East Coast guy, um, you got some big events coming up. You know, I mean, I think places like Charlotte, Reading, the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a tough division, but might not be the worst pick ever. I can tell Kevin doesn't like it. Let's uh... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I... Might not believe, be the worst be, pick ever. It's not really believe worse. me. If if I don't like a pick. I will tell you, I don't like your pick, <laughs> and I'm not prepared to do that yet. We got a long way to go. So, all right, Jed, back to you. Your team now consists of David Rampey, Cooter Hidalgo, Kyle Rizzoli. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Luke: Are we flipping a coin for each category, or yeah, if, I thought we would I... just go back and forth. Is that fair? Okay. okay. Yeah, that's plenty fair. Okay. So I'm looking ahead a little, but I want to waive any more picks and super stock so that's going to leave it to me my team looks like zazco lamb and Hanley, my new addition i had some other names on my big board i think nick morris could make a run at this he's a perennial top 10 finisher the one that stood out to me too joel covington's been to three races he's won two of them he's way down mm-hmm. the list but I, I was i was all in i was going to take joel but i thought lives in texas like i don't really know where else he goes to get national events i don't think he's been to one yet uh, right, right. So the the just the travel logistics would be difficult. I think I will go ahead and wave Zaskowski and pick up Nick Morris just because what for the last two or three years he's been top five and he's got again an early score that I think could make a run at it. So that's where I'll go. I'll, I'll, uh... And he's not afraid to travel. I know he's right. been to Vegas at least once, maybe twice. If if he finds himself in that spot, I'm sure he'll find a way to get out there and do what he needs to do. So I'm looking at Nick Morris, Kent Hanley, and keeping Justin Lamb. Jed has Cooter, Rizzoli, and Rambo. I definitely say the odds are in your favor at this point, Jed and Superstock. You're looking pretty strong. Okay, I like that. And not one of you has Kevin Helms. That's a bit interesting, but... Well, I'm getting the first pick in stock, so... Okay. Although... You got the first pick in Superstock. Well, you said we're just going to go back and forth. Well, yeah, you got the first pick in Superstock. I'm going to get the first pick in stock. Okay, I didn't understand. <laughs> ah, I see there. I pulled the trump card we on you. Just, I thought we were just alternating picks. No, okay. no, no, I, no, I no, could... no, no. I would, uh, I would have <laughs> gladly kept Zaskowski if it had given me a shot at Helms and stock. Uh, okay, so can I can I back up in Superstock then since you didn't take Helms? Sure. Okay, sure. I will I will waive uh, my good buddy Kyle Rizzoli and take Kevin Helms in Superstock. Because I thought I was going to get him in stock with the way it was laying I out, see, so I, I didn't see. didn't want to mess that up. Yeah, I'm I'm really but not. Now I know you're getting him in stock. Go, but yeah, 
I want to know how one of you two experts didn't have him preseason. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really it's, good question. Uh, you, want to talk about bad, you want to talk about bad pick? That's a bad non-pick. We actually didn't yeah. have him in either class, as, as, as much as I hate mm. to say it. Yeah. My stock roster coming into the season, Cooter, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., Jeff Strickland, defending world champ, Dan Fletcher, uh, because I felt like Fletcher was more apt to make a run at stock than super stock. As you mentioned earlier, it's been a slow start through the year for Dan, so just like Jed in Superstock, I'm going to wave Fletcher. I think I'm going to hold on to Cooter and Strick, but I'm going to pick up Kevin Helms in stock. Yeah, really good pick there. Well, yeah, this one's kind of a no-brainer. Right, yeah, yeah he's looking pretty strong at this point. <laughs> yes, he is. Although I looked at it like I don't think this is the, the shoe-in that I kind of thought it was a couple of months ago. I think there's a couple other guys with legitimate shots. I don't want to give away any names because it's not my pick. But I'm sure uh, Kevin will be more than willing to help you out here, Jed. Well, I, I need it. So am, am, am I allowed to? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're here with because of your knowledge of our sport and, and all that you'll contribute to the show. But you're, I mean, this is part of the reason you're here, and, and that's to help me. So it's hard. This is horrible. I don't get to play. But all right, I'm 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 in. <laughs> Uh, Jed's original team consisted of Adam Davis, Slate Cummings, Joe Santangelo. Where are we going, Jed? Well, uh, I definitely want to to get Kevin's opinion here of or, or who he would pick, given that Helms and, and obviously your team has Cooter on it. So uh, out of those guys left, I'll, I'll skip who I'm waving at this point. You just tell me, Kevin, who... Do you think has a, a legitimate shot of overtaking the stock points? Well, I mean, Jerry Emmons has a great score going. He's got two full score divisionals to take, and he's already at uh, actually I'm looking at he's at 447. So, uh, you know, that puts him over 500 if he doesn't win another round. Uh, and and he's sure to do quite a bit more than that, I would think. There's a guy I like, and if you're looking a little bit down there, your division four guy. Well, he doesn't really have much in the way of wins. I just was looking at Jay Allen Sherman, but not 100% sure there. Okay. Well, I, I liked the Emmons pick, so I will, as I hate to do this, because I think I stole this guy from Luke, but uh, just hadn't seemed to pan out for him. I'm going to take, I'm going to wave Joe Santangelo, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take Jerry Emmons. Gary Emmons or, or Jerry Emmons? There's a big yes. difference. <laughs> you want Jerry Emmons. You, you yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I thought that's who I picked, but you, uh, I got, Might have a little I was questioning myself. Fair yeah, enough. definitely yeah. Jerry Emmons. As uh, long as he doesn't want to follow the law, that's, that's a, a good pick, I think. <laughs> <laughs> good point, good point. So I'm going to stand pat on my team. Like I say, Jimmy, Jimmy Dalgo Jr., Jeff Strickland, Kevin Helms looks like the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, I feel like Cooter and Strick both still have a pretty good score and a pretty good chance to end up at the top at the end of the year. So I'm going to stand pat. And give you the option, Jed. You're looking at Adam Davis, Slate Cummings, Jerry Emmons. You want to make any other moves there? I don't know the exact way to pronounce his name, but I think it's Nagel. Yes, Terry Nagel. I didn't know if it was Nagel or Nagel, but um, I I think I'm going to wave Slate and take Nagel. Interesting pick. A guy that my understanding was it had never won a race or hadn't won many, and he comes out and uh, hits uh, two of the first three races he goes to. Right, just Uh, lit it up on fire. Yeah, 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 and, and was really driving well in Florida. Um, don't, don't know what he's done since, but Kevin got me feeling pretty good about that one. 
There you go. There you go. You stand, I like that. Standing pat then, keeping AD on the team? Yeah, I'll keep AD because he's an Alabama slammer, so <laughs> I will never wave one of those. I don't care what their points look like. <laughs> uh the uh the way that they was... interesting though you didn't wave um you didn't wave joe santangelo who don't believe has raced yet this year i, I did wave joe first actually. oh okay oh that was joe yeah. okay yeah 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 not wave. joe off in favor of mr emmons now the one name and it's a little bit of a long shot the other one that was on my big board here if you uh if you stole helms away from me i was going to go on down the list and uh and kind of take a flyer on tibor kadar uh i know we've talked yeah. about Tibor and yeah. the, the year that he's having both in stock and bracket racing, but I think he's got a couple of final round appearances and only been to three or four races. He's one that I could see yeah. making a run at it. Yes. Yeah. Tibor was in my, in my view for sure, but stick with the list I got and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. We'll move into the 890 category where my original team was Tommy Phillips, Gary Stinnett, Kevin Brannon, Jeds, Ray Ray Miller, Ray Miller the third, Austin Williams, Sherman Adcock. Jed, you have the honors. Making any moves here? Yeah, I'm on a I'm on a wave Ray Ray, and I think I know who Kevin would suggest, but I'd still like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, yeah, it's at this point you'd, you'd be a, I suppose a fool for not taking John LaBoost Jr. But if you don't mind a little risk, Austin Williams not a horrible pick. I know he's got three three pretty good scores posted. Jacob Elrod just got hot, won the Chicago Divisional. Yeah. That okay. would not be the worst pick ever, I don't think. Right. Um, well, and Austin's going, already on my team. Right down my big my big board here. <laughs> Austin's yeah. already a member of my Super Comp Ooh. team and uh, gotcha. so I will uh, I will stick with the the guy that I think everybody would take here and that's uh, little John, John mm-hmm. Lavos Jr. The best thing that I can take away from this is that I do have the first pick in super gas, so I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, at least on paper, the guy with the best chance to overtake little John is, is KB. KB's already on my team. Uh, yep. it's just getting started and he did run her up in Denver last weekend. So I'm going mm-hmm. to hold tight with him. Tommy Phillips and I did not get on the same page coming into this. I, di- I didn't realize Tommy got a real job, not racing as much this year. So I'm going to have to wave him. And you just kind of listed off my big board, Kevin. I-, I had Elrod on there. I had Britt Cummings on there. There's a couple of the East Coast guys that are off to decent starts early. Sean Trick, Frank Aragona. But I-, I think I'm with you. I think I'll have to take Jacob Elrod there. So I'm going to wave Tommy Phillips, pick up Jacob mm-hmm. Elrod. Well, do you read the sports report on NHRA.com each Wednesday? I try to. I'm going to say I haven't picked up every week of it, but I, I do my best. So, 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 okay. So I will give you a pass then for missing the edition last year where Tommy Phillips basically announced that he would not be running a full schedule. And uh, we, <laughs> we did a nice story on his. I thought at the one, time it was Gallagher to do one more year. Uh, no, I think he, no, he was more or less not in the middle top. about that and said <laughs> that he would, uh, if he got off to a hot start, he would consider chasing points. Otherwise, he was uh, happy to uh, bask in the Texas sunshine there. Uh, shame on me, but uh, yeah, yeah. With you and that is your friend. <laughs> you and all your inside information. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really <laughs> felt good about doing my homework coming into this, but that's uh, that's one I obviously missed. With the exception of actually having John LaBoost Jr. on my team, I like my I like my squad here. I got Stinnett, I got Brandon, I got Elrod. Any other changes in your camp? You're looking at Austin Williams, Sherman Adcock, and John LaBoost Jr. 
No, uh, little John, Austin, and, and Sherm, that's a, that's a solid team there. I'll stay with those guys. All right, fair enough. We move into Supergas, which, again, seems like a foregone conclusion. I kind of outlined <laughs> the, the way a couple weeks ago that, that you could find a chink in the armor with John LaBouche Jr., just because a couple of his wins were five-round races. There's a little yeah. bit on the table there, but, man, it's hard to picture anybody overtaking him. My team yeah. coming in, Mike Sawyer, Sherman Adcock, Jason Lynch. I am going to wave. I'll wave Jason Lynch and pick up LaBouche. Yeah. Good call there. Yeah, yeah, you just wrapped Michael now. Jordan. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I'm looking at John Jr. and he is at 648 with three nationals and three divisionals left to claim. Actually, I don't guess we have his Bristol totals yet, but uh, actually we do. Even if he doesn't score another point, he's probably better than 50% to win the championship. Yeah, I would and, say 650 yeah. is kind of the, the breaking point. Like if you score 650, you should win. Yeah, and it would be hard to imagine him not, given given the number of chances he has to improve. I mean, I, I'd take a bet right now on him cracking 675 before he's done. Right. No, I agree yeah. completely. I, I don't think 700 is out of the question at all. And even more so than that, like, just looking through here, obviously somebody will make a run and get hot, but, like, you just don't see it on paper. Like, there's nobody that looks like a significant threat to him at this point. Well, and then here's the other thing. Why would you? Uh, most right. guys, <laughs> it, it, unless you get hot right now at local races, I, I really get the feeling that, that John is going to have a, a negative impact on the entire economy because you're going to have guys that don't travel places they might normally because they just, they're not going to change second place. And if he goes over, let's say he goes to Norwalk and does well, or maybe one of the upcoming races and he puts it completely out of reach. You know, quite frankly, if I was a guy that normally chased points, I'd, I'd go bracket racing or, fill the swimming pool up or whatever you do during the summer. <laughs> right. No, that's a good point too. So yeah, with, uh, with good. that as your, as your lead in Jed, where are you going here? You don't have John LaBouche Jr. <laughs> no, I do not. And uh, Kevin, I, I'm, this is uh, somewhere deep in the, in the rules and bylaws of the sportsman <laughs> drag racing podcast, NHRA draft, but I'm going to just allow you to make this pick for me. I'm going <laughs> to let you know that I have uh, Steve Furr, I have mm-hmm. Rusty Cook and I have Jeff Lopez on my team currently. Mm-hmm. I think I know who I would drop there as much as I, I, I love him, but I think I'm going to take Lopez off the board. I don't sure. think he's turning yeah. green in, in an elimination round in Supergas this year, so that's a good pick. Yeah. So uh, I would like you to make my pick for me, Kevin, if mm-hmm. you do not mind. Boy, uh, we know nobody's catching right little John. No, but but if, if you have to have somebody who you're going to have to get risky with this, you're going to have to take somebody that's got a huge upside. You know what? It, it's about the longest of long shots, but I see he's only got two divisionals in. How about Ray Ray? I love it. Uh, you know, he's got th- three full score events to take. He's got a win and a runner up on the board and a couple of mid round finishes. Yeah, he'd have to pretty much go undefeated from now to Indy or but. <laughs> you know but it's not you know you can't hit him or, or the guy beneath, right beneath him steve hoyt a pretty good guy from up here in division three you know there's a guy with with two he doesn't have a win but he's got a runner-up and a big semi okay. yeah I, I would think one of those two are probably your, your best chance to uh just pick something completely out of left field and hope it pans out 
Okay. I like it. I like a long shot. And I took Ray Ray off of my super comp team and uh, I really like him. So I'm, I'm proud to add him to the super gas roster. We're mm-hmm. coming for you, Luke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, along those same lines. Now I feel a lot better about my super gas uh, team suddenly that it's headed by John LaBouche Jr. <laughs> but my current team is, is LaBouche, Mike Sawyer and Sherman Adcock. Now, Big Mike has been to like two or three races, hasn't done much to this point, but he's still got the whole season ahead of him. He's somebody I could see getting hot, so I'm, I'm going to keep him there. Sherman is currently fourth in the world. So you yes. think, all right, sitting pretty good there. Here's the problem for me. We don't get any points for finishing the top ten. We don't get any points for finishing second. And if Sherman yep. wins out, I think he would barely eclipse the total that Little John has right now. Correct. So I'm going to go with Kevin's theory here of just kind of taking a long shot with a high upside. Somebody that hadn't been to too many races has been lighting it up so far. And in a season where I feel like it would take something out of the twilight zone to knock off John LaBouche Jr. I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. Anything more out of the twilight zone than a stick shift super gas car that goes 990 at about 105 (laughs) <laughs> Tim Nicholson has won two divisionals thus far in said stick yeah. shift super gas car. I, I'll go way down in left field. He's been to one national two points meets. I'll add Tim Nicholson to my team and, uh, and take off wave off Sherman Adcock. Wait, I'm going to assume that's the first time that's ever been done anywhere, but yeah. It, can you just imagine like the average super gas car today runs somewhere between 160 and 170? Mm-hmm. The 160 mile an hour car has a 55 mile an hour. You'd call you want to say advantage. It's not an advantage when you're in that seat <laughs> running Tim Nicholson, no. and he just keeps going 90 or at Denver, whatever it is, 947. Like he's making yeah. really good runs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another guy here. I'm just looking at checking points total. Casey Plazier out in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, only got five events in, but I see a win and two semis on the board. Question is, does he run enough events? Again, there's a guy whose travel schedule might be influenced by you know the current so he would probably have to win immediately maybe go go to his next two divisionals and win both of them before you would even get the wild notion that he could be in it but um again there's a big upside there yeah i agree yeah the um all right jed so you got fuzz you got rusty cook you got ray ray any more changes in super gas no i will leave that roster all right, so I won't waste any more time. <laughs> we'll give you the first pick in top dragster. Currently, our top dragster rosters for me: Matt Driscoll, Kevin Brandon, J.R. Lobner. For you, Steve Furr, Jeff Strickland, Tom Bayer. Yeah, no, I, I feel pretty good about my team there, but um, and I'm going to reach here a little bit. I'm going to wave Tom Bayer, mm-hmm. and I am going to pick up. Aaron Stanfield. Yeah. I think Aaron's trying to get hot here and a uh, very talented young man. So I'm going to ride his coattails, see what happens. All right. Remember when I said I would call you if you made a bad pick? <laughs> yes. You, 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 you just made one and it has zero to do with the incredible amount of talent that Aaron Stanfield has. The problem is, as I see it, he's got four bad scores already. A couple of second rounds, first round. It's really hard to overcome that. He's got no wiggle room. I mean, obviously, he just won Bristol yesterday. If he got hot, there's a chance. But in this spot, I think you need guys that have fewer events on the board. Just, you know, you you got no mulligans with a guy like Aaron Stanfield. I I totally should have just 
ask you, and, and you're the expert, and I just bypassed you, made my own pick, and blew it. I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm 10 minutes into this whole fantasy uh, top sportsman, top dragster game. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think uh, in this instance, you have to uh, – you, you got to take a little risk, especially when you have a guy like Kevin Brannon that has already put up a, a pretty respectable score. Kevin Redden yeah. is part of Team Luke, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. And, and you also you also have to look at you know the points for top sportsman and top director being a little different, mm -hmm. where you get fewer events. Yeah, yeah, and fewer rounds. Correct. All right, did you want to stick with Aaron Sanfield? Give you a chance for a mulligan there if you want to change it. Whoa, well, uh, absolutely. If I get a mulligan, I would. Uh, I'd like to hear who Kevin thinks. I got a couple of more guys on my board, but uh, I'd like to hear who Kevin thinks has a shot at it. Hmm. No, see now, now you caught me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm 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 trying to look in here real quick, trying to find somebody who. Uh, that was the thing. Nobody does... in top dragster outside of KB who's not just like winning everything he goes to. His score looks really good. Like there's nothing that really stood out to me going down the list. Like I feel like you're reaching a little bit anywhere, but somebody's going to get hot. Yeah, no, I mean, f f five seventy probably gets it done. Mm -hmm. The way it looks w now, be... certainly right. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Unless you know, barring something really amazing, I'm looking down here. At, well, no, it's going to say Joe Fisher. He's boy. There's just not anybody that doesn't have at least one. You almost need to go way down and find someone who's really been to almost no events. So don't dig too deep here, Kevin. You're going to get into my big board. Yeah, I just <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I don't see anybody here in the top fifty that stands out as. A slam dunk pick, unless you're talking about, uh, I mean, a Steve Cohen, not the worst pick ever, but there, there's a little bit of that couple of bad races on there. Actually, he's got four second rounds, so that's that's not going to work for you either. Mm. So what you're telling me is, well, we, uh, even we, though we, I made a bad we, pick, we, 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 we don't have we don't have a time clock on here, right? We don't have a uh, not an official one, no. Okay, <laughs> you could take a flyer with Mike Coughlin. Um, got a win, obviously he's. He's capable. He's got the means to travel. It's a fast, fast car. Uh, he's going to Norwalk this week. He's won Norwalk before. Those are your positives. He's only got four events in the bank. Yeah. Again, you're weighing risk versus reward. That's probably the direction you need to go. I'll take him. Right. Sorry, Luke. Mikey C on to, uh, on to Team Jed. Yeah, I'm torn with what to do here. Obviously, I'm going to hold on to Kevin Brandon. Driscoll's been to a couple races, hasn't done much. JR's only been to one race. I know they just had a, a another baby boy. I don't really know what his plans are. I don't know if he's going to be going to make a run at this or not. Like if I was him sitting at home and looking at the score that looks attainable, I'd probably get after it. So I have a I have a tendency to want to keep him on my team. But I think I will waive Driscoll because mm -hmm. I think he's been to four races and hasn't hasn't had much success. And right. I'll again just kind of going way down the line, take a little bit of a flyer. I'll take uh, I'll pick up Nick Willard, uh, Division One mm -hmm. racer, and, and stick him on my team going forward. Yeah. All right, Jed. So I'm looking at Nick Willard, J.R. Lobner, and KB. You've got Steve Furr, Jeff Strickland, Mike Coughlin. You staying pat there? Yeah, I'll stay where I'm at. Okay, well, I technically have the first pick in Top Sportsman. My Top Sportsman <laughs> team looks pretty salty. My, uh, You'll be proud of me here, Kevin. There's one that I got right. My team coming in, Jeffrey Barker, Sandy Wilkins, Ed Olpen. Ouch. They might be one, huh. two, three in the world. They definitely have the three best-looking scores to this point. Uh, Luke, why, don't, why don't you just give uh, Jared the field and call it a day? That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm going to stay in pad on my team. So, Jed, I'll uh, I'll let you do what you will with uh, with Jr. 
Donnie Irvin, and Don Mazier. Okay, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna remove. Uh, although you just talked about him, and he could get hot and go to some races, but doesn't look like Lobner's uh, chasing. So I'm gonna wave him. Okay. And since the field is wide open here, I'll just. I mean, you're not making any picks. I'll tell Kevin. I, I had on my board had racing Jason Lynch had catfish on the list and. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that I don't know, but he just got a really cool name, and I liked it, Douglas Crumlich. Mm-hmm. So if it's got crumb in it, it I like it. So <laughs> I put him on my board. Look like he could score some points. What do you think about those picks? I like Keith Raftery a little better. Okay. A guy with a winner, a guy with a winner and a runner-up already. A guy who certainly knows the, the ins and outs of uh, top sportsmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably a little more upside there. That would be... Maybe the direction I would go. Um, what if you could have all three of them? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I may be choosing to scrap my team and, and go with. We've got a complete revampment of Top Sports and Roster on Team Jed. Y'all get out of here. Start I got a, lot of, got a lot of work to do, man. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you are digging uh, out of a pretty big hole here. So I, I don't think that's horrible. You know, another guy I'm just looking at here. I don't know what happened to him at the Atlanta Divisional, but Clayton Roberts, he's got two wins. Two wins, a first round, and a 10. So I'm assuming he broke or something happened at uh, the Atlanta Divisional. There's a guy who, you know, he he can certainly maintain a a great average if he sticks with it. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good sleeper pick right there. Yeah, Clayton's tough. Okay, so if you can have three, you just name them, Kevin. Raftery, uh, Clayton, and boy. Tough, tough, tough. I might pick Lester Johnson just because I think it's the coolest car in the class. I don't think he's going to win anything, but yeah, it's just cool to say I got him on my team. It is without I, question the coolest car in the class. That's a good piece. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know, if, if, if you want to get some style points, uh, at least uh, there, there's your consolation prize. My apologies to my top sportsman team, but I've scrapped each of you, and, and we've, we've renamed everybody. we so. got to dig deep here. So Jed's got Keith Raftery, Clayton Roberts. Lester Johnson, uh, again, I'm standing pat with Jeffrey Barker, Sandy Wilkins, Ed Open, Kevin, man, thank you for coming on. I hope we didn't bore you too bad. It was. Well, well no, actually, I, I do. I do have one question. Okay. Is, is this gonna? Is this gonna? I, I don't know what. We never discussed the prize, but is this gonna be like the movie, uh, Trading Places, where one of you pulls out a dollar at the end of the season? <laughs> you went through all this work for a buck. Huh, or less. Know, we haven't discussed that either. We, we, we okay, listeners. We're putting it out there to you. If we do this like a Mike and Mike thing, like we just have some real embarrassing pittance to pay for losing this, give us some good ideas. Uh, what it, what is the what is the bet? What is the wager, so to speak, on the uh, on the NHRA draft? Maybe we can get some better ideas. Than says, we can says, says the man who has the top three uh, guys in top sportsmen. Well, I like my top sportsmen. <laughs> and and Laboose. And Laboose. <laughs> Jared, don't let him fleece you. I won't, bud. I tell you. I'm- I'm hanging in there. We do appreciate your expertise, your help, your knowledge, and just taking some time to join us, Kevin. Really cool having you on. Oh, happy to do it. Uh, I'm up for this just about any time. Just give me a call. Awesome. We will definitely be in touch. Thanks again, Kevin. All right. Take care. We'll see you guys. Hi, Kevin. All right. I want to say thanks once again to uh, Kevin McKenna for joining us on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. As we alluded to earlier in the show, 
Big Jed had some kickball to attend to, so I'm going to finish up the rest of this episode solo. This is a this is a new one for me. I feel very lonely right now. I feel very vulnerable. So I hope you guys are listening and uh, and hope I can uh, deliver as we finish things up here. I just wanted to quickly review our NHRA picks. Our team is going forward. Team Jed in super stock. Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., David Rampey, Kevin Helms. My team going forward in Superstock, I kept Justin Lamb. I also picked up Kent Hanley and Nick Morris. In stock, uh, I had Cooter, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr., and Jeff Strickland from the get-go. I kept them, and I also added current points leader Kevin Helms. Big Jed kept Adam Davis from his original picks. Picked up Jerry Emmons and Terry Nagel. In Supercomp, I had Gary Stinnett. I had Kevin Brandon initially. I also added Jacob Elrod uh, with this week's edition. And uh, Big Jed had Austin Williams and Sherman Adcock from the jump. Added current points leader John LaBoose Jr. In Supergas, I added John LaBoose Jr. and Tim Nicholson, my uh, my long shot stick shifter, uh, and kept Mike Sawyer on my team. Jed Supergas team, sticking with Steve Furr, sticking with Rusty Cook. Adding Ray Ray, Ray Miller III in top dragster. Uh, I had Kevin Brandon and J.R. Loebner initially. I added Nick Willard in this week's episode. Big Jed had Steve Furr and Jeff Strickland from his original draft. Added Mike Coughlin in top sportsman. Obviously, I'm not making any changes. I'm sticking with Jeffrey Barker, Sandy Wilkins, and Ed Olpin. Jed made wholesale changes. Ditched the entire team and picked up Keith Raftery. Clayton Roberts, and Lester Johnson. The one thing that uh, we try to do with each episode of the show is feature an upcoming event. And in this instance, our featured event is actually happening this weekend, June 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Texas Motorplex in Ennis, Texas. It is the Lone Star Summer Shootout. This race has a little of something for everyone. I'm just looking over the flyer here. Uh, I'm going to try to cover some of the high points they uh, this is a race that our friend Tommy Phillips puts on and if you know Tommy at all if you know Tommy like I know Tommy you know that there will be no lack of attention to detail here like that's a guy that is thorough and covers his bases and I know this is the fourth year of this event it's the first year that it's been at the Texas Motorplex this race has been at Abilene the last couple of years the Motorplex obviously gives them a bigger facility a little bit more centrally located I expect this to be a big event the forecast looks excellent obviously it's going to be hot but it's not going to be as hot as you might expect for June in North Texas looks like highs are right around the 90s and I know like I said Tommy is a thorough guy they in talking to him he's got um They've already researched some ways to keep out of the heat. They're giving away free water, refreshments, coolers, tents, you know, everything that you can imagine to uh, to make the heat a little bit more bearable. The uh, basics of the event, the two main events, uh, Saturday and Sunday, $7,500 to win. Plus, there's a $3,500 to win warm-up race Friday. Dragsters and door cars do run separate. There is a no-box separate class. Basically, it's a bonus to win the uh, no-box category, and then you move right into the next round of the main event. Plus, Friday night, they've got a pair of uh, big shootouts, a 64-car shootout that pays $5,000 to win, a 32-car shootout that pays $2,500 to win. Some of the cool stuff, again, like this fire, there's something for everybody. I couldn't possibly cover it all. But I believe it's Saturday. They have a what they're calling a million-dollar time trial, which uh, is sponsored by K&N. 
the best overall package gets a uh, free entry to next year's Spring Fling Million. I think if it's a perfect run, K&N throws in an additional $5,000. So that's pretty cool. Something a little bit different. What Tommy has done with this race, and, and we discussed it back when we had him on in March, I believe, is the unprecedented contingency program that, that accompanies this purse. The $7,500 winner's purse can be greatly bolstered, maybe even doubled with the proper contingency claims. There are over 30 companies and products that are paying an additional $150 to win each, $75 to runner-up, plus our friends at k and Filters and APD, two companies that are obviously very familiar with Tommy and with my race team, are doing what they call a super contingency program in the deal is this if you spend 150 bucks at K&N or 150 bucks with APD you bring your uh, receipts with you you have the decals on the cars and you win uh, at the Lone Star Summer Shootout it is an extra thousand dollars from those companies runner-ups five hundred dollars again that's just K&N and APD on the super contingency so let's say that you get 25 decals at 150 bucks that's an extra what almost four grand plus you have the APD product and the K&N product, you could win an additional almost $6,000 in addition to the $7,500 event purse. That's pretty impressive. And I think largely unprecedented in the world of bracket racing. So very cool. Plus, like I say, there are bonuses upon bonuses and giveaways upon giveaways. Multiple best appearing car awards like best appearing dragster, best appearing door car, best appearing roadster, multiple low ET awards for the same breaks, performance based awards, best losing packages like you name it, they've got it. If you go to the Lone Star Summer Shootout and leave empty handed, I think you would be in the vast minority. It looks like there is a little something for everyone. So I'm looking forward to keeping up with that event this weekend through social media venues certainly on next week's episode of the sportsman drag racing podcast we will cover all of the details from the fourth annual lone star summer shootout again that's texas motorplex this weekend june 23rd through the 25th All right, folks, that wraps up episode 31 of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast. Again, thank you to our sponsors. This is Bracket Racing Elite and Racing RVs. I want to once again thank our guest, Kevin McKenna, for joining us here on the show. As always, thanks to PJ North. Thanks to our assistant, Mark Romeo, for his help. If you've got ideas for the show, message us on Facebook on the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast page or contact Mark directly, either via Facebook or via email. His email is mromeo2004 at gmail.com. Once again, we are bringing the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast to you every week of the calendar year. You can subscribe to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast anywhere that you are accessing this particular episode. We are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher. Again, the subscription is really the important part because that ensures you the... uh, that you will have access, immediate access, to the latest episode of the podcast. Tell your friends about us. The more people that we get listening, the better the show is going to be for everyone. We, again, encourage everyone to get their local track involved. We would love to have the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast broadcast at your local racing facility over the PA during downtime, oil downs between classes, things like that. I think what we talk about is relevant and hopefully interesting, and that would allow us to reach some uh, some reach an audience that doesn't necessarily listen to us here every single week so that would be good and again 
if your racetrack does that, let us know. We'll give them a shout out here on the podcast. Lastly, join our Facebook community. We are the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast on Facebook. That's how you can touch base with us. Let your voice be heard. Weigh in on your thoughts on the show. Again, we are looking for some feedback in terms of the overall length of the show and uh, what we need to be paying the most attention to going forward, whether that be race results or the like. So in addition to Facebook, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Luke Bogacki. Jed is at JP11X. Thank you again for listening, and uh, we hope you guys have a great week. Good luck to everybody wherever you may be racing this weekend. Banging on the door, bump, bump, bump until I get it in. Attitude like I am already winning in. Foot breaking in anything. Bottom ball before a 10. I'm rolling in the cutty switching feet like Jerry Pennington. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss or at least reference this is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is, at each event, there are 100-plus entries. There's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, That's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want. Or you can take action. Take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.